Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Well, greetings and welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously. Well, tonight I'm going solo. My uh, beautiful wife, she has some things she has to take care of um, herself tonight, and that's okay by me. She's uh, starting to take care of herself physically and working out with me during the day. So that's going to require a little sacrifice of my time here and there, which I don't mind doing whatsoever. It's uh, part of my commitment to her, become a better a better person. So... I will say that I miss her on these episodes. She's a great uh, part of them. She brings a lot to them. I I love the fact that it's a woman's perspective and uh, talking a lot about different subjects. And I can bring the male male perspective. She brings a female perspective. And sometimes she jumps on the male side and I can jump on the female side. So it's just a a great mix. And and I'm, I'm glad that she has decided to join me on a more regular basis so she should be back on the next episode um, but I have to honor her when she needs some time to herself so therefore here I am your host Randy Boyd so I'm going to talk tonight about something Um, you hear me talk about Ephesians 5 a lot in our episodes particularly down uh, I think it's through 20 all the way down through towards the end of the chapter, but I particularly uh, pay close attention to 20 through 25. I'm going to go a little farther tonight than that. And <clears throat> I think this is a really crucial point, uh, and especially for married couples. I, I, I really believe they need to get these scriptures in, ingrained in their hearts and in their minds, especially the men. Uh, I say that uh, respectfully. There's too many men, and I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of men take Ephesians 5.22, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. They take that way out of context, period. You know, and they they think that they're just supposed to do everything they say when they tell them to do it. Shut up, give me my beer. Shut up, give me my dinner. You know, I'm not saying all men are like that, but there's quite a few of them like that. And there's certain cultures where they definitely believe that. But... If you believe in God and you believe in that the Bible is the Word, right? And I and I believe it is. It's, it's it's a lot of wisdom in the Bible. It's really it's changed my attitude and my mind about a lot of things, uh, from marriage to recovery to uh, abuse to everything. If you read the Bible and you really get into it, and you're gonna find things in there that are, that I would hope would wake you up. They definitely woke me up, especially. There's some things in there about abusing children, about hitting kids that if it doesn't wake you up, then you might need to go see somebody to have your brain checked. And I'm saying that honestly because there's some stuff in there that's really eye-opening. It should scare you if you're beating, spanking your child. I'm just going to say that right up front. But we're not going there tonight. Tonight I'm going to talk about about relationships. So in Ephesians 5, he's talking, uh, Paul's talking to uh, the people, and he's talking about several different things. And I'm going to start up on, on, on 15 just to bring some stuff into it. 
And it, at this part, Paul's talking about let's walk in wisdom, okay? He says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Man, the days are extremely evil right now. And all you got to do is walk out your front door, especially if you're married. It could be a man or a woman on this part. And the temptations are out there. So it's really important that we walk with the wisdom of Christ. Uh, that we redeem our time respectfully and responsibly. Okay, therefore, do not be unwise, be but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, that is crucial. Be but understand what the will of the Lord is. You know, you hear a lot of prayers in church about about different things. You know. Um, God, help me with this, help me with that. I mean, you know, God, I need, I need funds for this, or whatever they might be. But there's a really important part of the prayer that people leave out. And remember that Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, the day before he was crucified, he got down and he says, Father, if it's your will, please take this cup from me. But your will be done, not mine. That's how he ended his prayer. Your will be done, not mine. And if you're in a recovery, the third step, and all those, they all end with, Thy will be done, not mine. I think that's a crucial part that we leave out our prayers. If it's your will, let it be done. Right? Remember, God's got a plan for each one of us. All right, so I'm not going to go deep into this because there's more, more of the content I want to get to that's more, that's, that I'm concentrating on tonight, but I wanted to bring all this into context, okay? <clears throat> and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation but be filled with the spirit and dissipation the definition of dissipation is this sorry I had it I lost it the act of dis- dissipating or dispersing a state of dispersion or separation dis- disper- dispersion or waste, trifle waste of time or distracts attention, waste of wealth, waste of life. In other words, don't be getting drunk all the time because, and I know for a fact as a recovering alcoholic that you get, you, that's when you make your stupidest mistakes. Some people think that oh, that's when I make my smartest moves. No, it's not. In the long run, it's when, you, when I've made my stupidest mistakes and darn near lost my whole family because of it. Because I thought... The alcohol was what I needed to get me through the hard times. Right? It, no. Okay? Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. And eventually, that woman or that man that you've been looking at and flirting with for a long time, you're going to have a little alcohol in you one night. And you're going to cross a line that you wish you never would have crossed. Believe me. Okay? It happens to the best of us. So, we have to be careful. Don't be getting drunk with wine. Have a glass of wine at night. I, my wife drinks now and then. I, I can't drink, but I got nothing against having a glass of wine at night. But just don't be getting drunk. It tells you right there, don't be getting drunk with wine. Okay? Speaking to one another in Psalms. Instead, we, we, we should be speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. 
giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is this is going to lead me into what I want to talk about tonight. This, and I want you to hear this. All right. It says submitting to one another out of the reverence of God. Submitting to one another. Not Kathy has to submit to me and I don't have to submit to her. We're submitting to each other out of reverence for Christ. Kathy's no 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 more than I am. She's no less than I am. We're equals in God's eyes. You gotta understand we are all equal in God's eyes. And the one thing that I talk with, especially with the men, and it, it can go the same way with the women, it's like we're having a session and they're having a rough time. I simply say, if God was sitting right here today, let's say he just came down and sat in a session and he looked at you, husband, and he says, you know that beautiful young lady I gave you that I handed over to you to honor and to, and, and to hold up and to cherish and to, and to treat like a queen? You know you know who I'm talking about. I was sitting right next to you. How have you been handling that? How can you answer that question? And it goes the same way with women and men. Same thing. I just, I, I lean more with the, with the men, right? Submitting to one another in the fear of God. All right. So now let's go to 22. Now, now Paul's talking about marriage, Christ, and the church, okay? And this is where it's going to get, I hope, revealing and eye-opening. Um, I know that I went through this with uh, one of my past pastors. I went through this whole, the whole thing. And his, his, his jaw hit the floor. And his words were, I never heard that passage and heard it described that way. He goes, it's phenomenal. Okay, so here, here it goes, all right? So 22 says, Wife, submit to, your hus- submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Okay? So I'm going to stop right there for a minute. Because submit is not what you all think it is. All right? As a matter of fact... The Greek word for submit is hapatoso. It's the actual Greek, in the actual Greek translation, I say, it's hapatoso, which means, okay, which means to line up behind or stand alongside, okay? Stand, line up behind or stand alongside. I prefer the stand alongside because we're walking through life with one mission in life together, and that's serving God, Okay? And everything that comes from that service, it all, it all goes back to God, our serving, right? <clears throat> Basically, what it means is you are to support Him in all He does, right? You're to support Him in all that He does. Now, if you go on, then it says, um, sorry, I got to get caught up on my story. It says, and then for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. All right? That doesn't mean the wife doesn't have a voice. They're walking side by side. The spiritual head. But how can you be a spiritual head if you're not walking a spiritual path? How can you be a spiritual head if you're not following the scriptures the way that, it's, that, that, that they're, they're, they're meant to be? Right? The next scripture, husbands, this is going to wake you up. And I actually feel that this one, 25, should be way ahead of all these. Okay? And actually, there's several of them in here that I hope will wake husbands up. 
Because 25 says, Husbands, husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Christ died for the church that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. You understand that? Husbands, if you want your wife to be submissive to you and walk side by side with you, right, and, and have those conversations and be able to talk, you know, love you the way that, that, that God wants her to love you, you need to love her the way God, Christ loved the church. It's, it's, it's right there in the, the Bible. You, you can't argue it. And it says, Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. So husbands, what are you dying to on a daily basis for your wife? What are you dying for? How often do you die to self for your wife? I'm not saying you got to do it every day. I don't, I'm not saying you got to be, you know, walking around on, on a leash. That's not what this is all about. I mean, there's got to be communication. And what Kathy and I are finding out is that most of the marriage problems that we encounter with people, there's two reasons. But one of the bigger ones is, one is unresolved issues, childhood issues, okay, of trauma or whatever that is. But then it gets even worse because they don't know how to communicate. Poor communication is destroying more, more marriages and, and, and relationships than anything we know of. Well, Randy, we communicate just fine. Well, do you? I, a lot of our people tell us that, and then when we get down to it, it's like, man, all right. So if you want your wife to honor and respect you, the Bible says other scriptures, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How, do, how can you expect your wife to, be, to submit to you, honor and cherish and love you if you're not honoring, cherishing and loving her? If you're not giving her the same respect that you want? Remember, submit. The Greek origin is hepatoso, which is walk behind or aside, not underneath. Twenty-seven, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that he should be holy and without blemish. Look at Christ was perfect. We know that. But we need to be able to present our wife as holy and unblemished. Who cares about their past? It's done and over with. You can't change it. You can't fix it. If, if anybody has a reason not to be married anymore, my wife has a reason not to marry me, to be married to me. Even We've been married 39 years. I have such a blemished past, it's unreal. Between the abuse I went through, you know... Uh, the alcoholism, the affair, all of that. You talk about a blemished past. But she loves me because I don't treat her that way anymore. I treat her with the love of Christ. Am I perfect? No. None of us are. We're not going to be perfect. And that's okay. But we can work towards it. It's, it's not that difficult. Well, my wife is, well, how are you? How, do you, how are you talking to her? Guys, I'm serious. You might not want to hear this, but you're going to hear it. And if you want to turn it off, turn it off. Go ahead. But you're only going to hurt yourself. 
Believe me, the couples that we that we mentor and, and take through all this, when we go through this scripture right here, and usually we have to do it a couple of different times with them, <coughs> it changes everything. So husbands ought to love their own wives. It's coming back down to it again, guys. You, you got to... God, Paul's giving us instructions on what we're supposed to do in loving and treating our wife. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. Alright? He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his body bones if you are not treating yourself with respect man you're not going to treat your wife with it it says right here so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself how are you taking care of your body Are you not taking care of your body? You out cruising all the time? You out drinking? Not taking care of it? You got to remember that our bodies are a temple of Christ. So the, the, the more I take care of myself, if, if Kathy was here, she would tell you. I've been dealing with back issues now for at least six months. And the last three or four months have not been fun. I haven't been able to, I, I haven't been working out. Right? I haven't been taking care of myself physically. I'm still I'm still eating 90% the way I should. But just in the last month, I, I said, I, I, I can't. I got I to gotta do something. I can't keep going like I'm going. So I'm starting to take care of my body. It, we, I had to wait for insurance to kick in and everything else, too. There's a lot to it. But since then, now I'm taking care of myself. Right? My wife was at the gym today, and she's never complimented. She just hasn't been that person. It's nothing, nothing wrong with it, but she's never. She came up behind me and go, man, look at your back. And you know, I was like, dang, that, that was nice. I'm taking care of myself. When I take care of myself physically, right, then my emotional and spiritual life is, is 100% better. And then my home life with Kathy is 100% better, right? So husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and Christ died for the church. So what does it look like to die to yourself? I'll just use me as an example, okay? I hunt and fish a lot, and Kathy gives me a lot of latitude on that. She's never denied any of my trips, right? Never said, no, I don't want you to go. Or She's never, ever been that way, right? But let's say that I got a hunting trip coming up, and it's in the middle of the season, let's say, and I've probably been one or two two times already where I live. We can hunt, you know, right out our back door. I say, hey, you know, we, we got a hunting trip planned. Uh, my son and a couple guys from his work, we want to go up, chase some javelina and deer up down south, and we want to do it on this weekend. Right. And Kathy comes to me and says, hey, um, remember... That weekend, we're supposed to go down to Orange County in California to see your aunt. 
and I was going to visit some friends from high school. Oh, man, really? We got to do it that weekend? Yeah, it, I mean, Brandy, you know we've had this plan for six months. I put it on the calendar. I, I guess I just missed it, Kathy. Well, all right, I, I, I got you, and I understand, and it's only fair, so I'll just put off this hunting trip as bad as I want to go. It's okay, because I've already gone several times, and i got other times I can go after this weekend, so no big deal. We'll go to Orange County, and we'll, we're going to have fun down there visiting family and friends. Okay? It makes Kathy happy. It keeps, it keeps continuity in the relationship. I, I, I don't want her thinking I'm a selfish man because I'm not. But if I would have said no, I'm, I'm going to keep going to that. Um, I'm going to keep going to the uh, my hunt trip, and you can go to Orange County by yourself. That that would not have gone over over easy. Same thing with my fishing trips. It could be the same thing. She, but it's always what am I going to die to on a daily basis for myself? Sometimes it's just dying to my attitude. Having a piss poor attitude, it's like, oh, Kathy hasn't done nothing wrong. Why well, got this attitude with her? You know, it might be something that I wish she would change. It's like, why? I can't change her. Why am I upset about this? All right? She's a great wife. You know, look at all the things she does. We got to start taking some gratitude and looking at gratitude in our relationships. And it's like when I work with a man and Kathy works with the ladies and she does the same thing is that if a man comes to me sniveling about how his wife's treating him, I say, well, tell me about your side of the street. Did you keep your side of the street clean? Your wife's giving you a hard time. That's wonderful. But what are you doing? What was your part in your wife giving you a hard time? We have a part in everything that we do. And so you can't change your wife, but you can change yourself. And by changing yourself, your wife will eventually fall into the groove that you're in. Kathy will tell you that if she was sitting right here. For two years in my recovery, she would come to the meetings. There was two meetings a week she could come to. And she would come. And after about two years, she finally goes, i, I got to do something about this myself. She's not an alcoholic. She's codependent. But she saw my, she watched my feet. She saw the work I was doing. She saw the changes I was making. I just wasn't talking anymore. Because talk is cheap. Talk talk, talk is real cheap. How many times have y'all told your your, your spouse, whether it's a husband or wife, ah, man, I messed up again last night. I drank too much wine or I drank too much whiskey. I promise I'm not going to do it again. Only to do it again the next Friday. Come on, guys. I know you're out there, and I know you've all done it. And pretty certain those words, I'm sorry, mean nothing. Yeah, yeah, right. Until the next time. So that's when action comes into play. What are we going to do to resolve our issue that's causing us to drink that heavy all the time? can't blame it on your wife. You can't blame it on your kids. They're not God. So we have to look inward at ourselves. What am I doing that? Or what should I be doing? Or what can I do to, to change my heart right now? To change the way I'm thinking, the way I'm feeling? 
as a head of the house, my wife and 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 I, I'm going to say this too that a lot of the wives that we that we of the couples we mentor, they they do watch Kathy and I, and they watch me especially. That's what they're looking at. What's my husband doing? How's he with the kids? How's he with the grandkids? How's he with the community? How's he with a stranger? Right? My wife loves when we go out. I, I just have fun with everybody. It, it's just, you know, I heard something on Facebook this morning. I went in and I go, hey, Kath. She says, what now? I go, you never, ever have to use Google again. You just don't. Why? Because I got it. Because you know, I, I, I've got everything that I wanted to buy. Well, I go, no, but you, because you got everything you wanted with me. <laughs> he just looked at me. He goes, you're silly, right? I mean, it's it's dumb little things like that, right? Again, we're not perfect. We're gonna make mistakes. But if you want your wife to show you grace, give her the grace that you want. It's, it's real simple. Be the change that you want in the world. It starts with yourself and it starts at your home life. It starts with your spouse. It starts with your kids. Some wives out there, be submissive to your husbands, but not in a way that submissive is just do what I say when I tell you to do it. You don't got any voice in the matter. No. Be Christ-minded in all that we do, husbands. The same thing goes for wives. Don't 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 put a, a, a don't pin your husbands down that they got to do this because they're the they're the spiritual house the spiritual head of the house. All right. If you guys are struggling with this, that's when you need to reach out and get help. And that's something Kathy and I can help on a lot. We help a lot of couples with this, right? Um, you just go to changeyourlifestorynow.com and then you hit the Simbus, uh, forward slash Simbus, that's pa- packages, uh, Hotmail. That'll, that'll get you started on marriage counseling. We've got several different packages. And we can help you, I, I promise you. And we got references that we can, can uh, that we can give you as well. But you're worth it. You're absolutely worth it. We can't do life by ourselves. Men, we can't do life by ourselves. We need a strong community of men, like-minded men and and women. My wife and I are adamant about that. We had a a marriage group from when we were going to church down in in the desert back in, in Palm Springs area. We had, I think, there was close to 30 people 32 people on that in that marriage group by the time we, we turned it over and, and, and had to leave, come to Arizona. And it's really, it's really awesome to um, see how those people's lives change. And it's all because of this right here, stuff like this. It's all biblically based. It's not, it's not like, you know, Kathy and I have been through a lot. Been through a whole lot. Probably, uh, I don't think, I, I know people go through a lot, but I don't think Kathy herself is, or, or I don't think there's a whole lot of people that have gone through the things that Kathy and I have gone through in the 39 years. That doesn't mean that you're any less or, 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 or any more than us, right? Because trouble is trouble. Trauma is trauma. Pain is pain. It doesn't matter what it is, right? 
but just know you don't have to be alone. So I would encourage you all to read, um, start in Ephesians 5.21, and just go all the way down to the end. Um, at the very end, um, let me read these last couple of scriptures. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And that means they're one flesh, and mom and dad are, they're there, but they're on the sideline. They no longer have control over either one of you. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Okay? You want your wife to respect you. Love her as Christ loved the church. And Christ died for the church on a daily basis. If you need help with communication, hit the website, changeyourlifestorynow.com. If you, you go through the whole thing, go over to the more button, hit Simbus, and you'll see the Simbus packages. Or you just click on the, on the website I have right here on top. But it's really critical. If you want a happy marriage. Marriage is not easy. I think too many people go jump into marriages with, I'm going to get married because her and I, man, we get along so good. Everything We don't fight. This is cool. We're bliss. She agrees with me. I agree with her. Blah, 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 blah. Too many people believe that's how it's going to be for the rest of their life. And it's not. People change. Even your spouse. People change. And we have to be able to grow that change. We have to be able to express that change, express our concerns. There's been times that Kathy and I have not liked each other at all. But we still loved each other. And we still did, we didn't leave because I didn't like her. When I had the affair in 2004, it had nothing to do with Kathy. It had all, everything was tied to my abuse. And not feeling like I was good enough for a woman like Kathy. Because nobody had ever, ever loved me the way Kathy loved me. Never. So I hope you got a little bit out of this. Uh, one or two little smickens. It's again, it's Ephesians 5, uh, 22 through uh, 33. I, I would suggest that you read it. Maybe the two of you, you know, your husband and wife, or boyfriend, girlfriend, fiancés, whatever that you would... Read it together and learn to understand it together and, and work on having that relationship. Work on having that relationship. I know that it's changed mine and Kathy's uh, relationship a hundredfold and, and, and the fact that she knows I love her beyond a shadow of a doubt, right? Because um, I show it to her every day. And sometimes it's just as simple as getting up and I make sure she has a cup of coffee in the morning. Sometimes that's about maybe all I can do, but and then I treat her with respect during the rest of the day. Right. But we've also learned how to communicate in a very healthy way. So, if you want help, we're here for that. Just reach out to us. Uh, there's a contact, there's a contact um, button or a page in, in, in the in the website. Just fill it out, 
and I usually get back to people the same day, usually within an hour or two of that happening. Uh, so visit that, visit our page, uh, changelifestorynow.com. Go ahead and take a gander through there. Also, um, the Courageous Healers Foundation, no affiliation to Change Your Life Story Now, but it's our nonprofit organization that we have uh, for sexually abused men and women and, and healing and their families and, and, and healing those wounds from sexual abuse. Now, we've been mostly an outreach comp, uh, outreach co, um, outreach. Um, I'm sorry, I got something up. Something else slipped on my mind. We've been mostly doing outreach over the last ten years or so, but we need help financially to grow the foundation to where we can start giving people that can't afford to have the counseling that they need um, to give them that counseling for free. Um, And we can only do that once we have established uh, the the proper amount of finances. Um, We are 501c3. We do have a budget. We have a business plan. So if anybody's interested in seeing any of that, please just uh, send me an email at courageoushealers.com. Courageoushealers at, no, I'm sorry, courageoushealers at gmail.com. And, and I'll be glad to get you whatever, whatever you need. Also, if you'll excuse me for one minute, I'm going to continue talking. My book, Healing the Wounded Child in Spanish. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I printed this off and I got busy doing other things and I forgot to get it. We are now available in Spanish. It's online at Amazon. It's online at Amazon. We put a new cover on it, a little more brightness for the Spanish version, just because Sanar Las Jarrerias del Nino Interior is what it's called. Um, it's, a, it's available on Kindle and in um, paperback on Amazon right now. So as well as my, my the original English book, uh, Healing the Wounded Child Within, is available also on Amazon. The only edition that has is is an Audible as well. So, um, if you know anybody in the Spanish in the Spanish community, Hispanic community, we had a lot of re- requests for this. Reach out to them. Let them know, let them know it's now available for their reading pleasure and for their help. It's a book of hope and healing, not a book of. Uh, it's not a dark book. It's a bo- book about hope and healing. I just got one review back from a therapist that says she's going to buy multiple copies to continue to give to all of her male clients. So that was kind of a nice, um, kind of a nice uh, review to get on Amazon. So at any rate, I think that's it for tonight. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. More importantly, God does. Everybody be blessed. Have a great week. Enjoy your life, enjoy your loved ones, enjoy your spouses. And remember, all God wants us to do is love each other. All right? Talk to you next week, next episode. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs>